Welcome to another episode of Vacation Rental Insiders Podcast. It's time to learn from Ryan and Lucas how to become a short-term rental property host and start a successful vacation rental business. Get ready to learn and be the best host you can be. And now your hosts, Ryan and Lucas. Hey, this is Ryan. And this is Lucas. And we're back again with part two of an episode we started about insurance, host guarantee, and claims, and large-scale claims. Um, So this episode is going to focus on one particular incident that Lucas had the dubious pleasure of being the mediator, officiator, uh, somewhat general contractor. Recently, too. Recently. And and water remediation uh, technique. uh, Yeah, yeah. that that was your role for a few days, right? Yeah, expensive. Yeah. One word to describe water remediation, and that's expensive. Yeah, water sucks, man. It just it, If it's not in a sink, a bathtub, a shower, or a pool, water is an invasive, destructive son of a gun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You learn that. Yeah. So um, water likes to find uh, a way down. It likes to find a way out. It's always seeking. Uh, it's weird. It just wants to get to sea level really bad. Yeah. <laughs> Let me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you had some guests. That stayed in one of your units. Yep. And there was a minor boo-boo. Yeah, minor, <laughs> minor. Uh, I'm minimizing it. So, um, you've told me the story. I'm just, I'm just dying to hear you retell it again. Um, so, why don't you tell me, tell us, tell everyone what uh, nefarious behavior led to yeah. this big claim? All right. Well, first, we'll start off when, when you file a damage claim. You know, small ones they get paid out pretty easily. You know, don't throw everything against the wall. Um, if you don't have any, you know, major damage to something, if it's a minor scratch on something, uh, Airbnb and VRBO, those those places, they're not going to give you any money. They're going to deny your claim. Uh, but for the most part, small claims do get paid out um, in the hundreds of dollars. However, the claim that I'm about to talk on is fifteen thousand dollars. So that becomes a process. I'd never had anything over, you know, fifteen hundred dollars. Um, so there's an entirely different process uh, when you go to file that claim. Um, it's a it's a whirlwind and it is really hard to keep up with. But hopefully by listening to this, if it ever happens to you, you'll be able to uh, be on top of it and know what to expect. Anyways, um, it was a late day in May, uh, a Sunday, early morning. I was loading up my golf bag and I got a call from maintenance staff at a condominium building that said uh, they had a very bad water leak into a unit below. Um, he said he thought it was a tub overflow. I put my golf bag back into the garage. I got in my car and I was still dressed. I went and put on some appropriate clothes because I didn't know what I was going to be doing. Didn't want to wear golf apparel. Uh, so I, I dressed somewhat uh, professionally and I drove down there on a Sunday. It was about 40 minute drive. Quick um, reminder, did we tell you all that um, this is not a uh, no work required get rich quick scheme being an Airbnb host and manager? Yeah. Did we tell you guys that? I think we did. I, I think we did tell I think you we've that. We said it a lot, uh, and I want to repeat that right now. Like reminder, uh, you are going to need to occasionally spring into action. Correct. You know, and these owners, these owners live in New Jersey, so obviously they couldn't be there. But I'm their boots on the ground. It's my responsibility. I'm responsible for the upkeep of the condo and ensuring that it stays in the same condition that it was given to me as. Um, so again, there goes my Sunday. I'm off to the Daytona area. I do learn that uh, a guest. These were some younger guests, uh, over 25, below 30, but uh, nonetheless qualified to stay at the place. She had several good reviews on Airbnb, all five stars, so I didn't really think anything of it. Um, But they brought a guest with them who was under the age of 25. 
which is fine as long as the you know primary renters over the age of 25 and again they had good reviews so I was you know happy with letting them stay um, he got intoxicated uh, went to the bathtub at like five o'clock in the morning while everybody else was asleep they had a night out they still had like three days left on their reservation he thought a bath at five o'clock in the morning would help him feel better uh, so he climbed in the bathtub and he turned it on and he passed out in the bathtub. And we're talking about a guy who's maybe 6'4", 6'5". So thank God he didn't drown or anything, but um, nobody caught the bathtub. He passed out in the bathtub and nobody caught it for two hours. So all his friends were also... Also passed out or asleep. Spread around the unit, passed out. Yeah, I think there was like six of them. They were asleep. Um, Nobody paid attention to him. And in fact, they finally woke up when they heard water. Uh, They could hear the sound of like a waterfall. You know, when water's coming over the edge of something. Um, but that was a little too little too late, man. The whole the whole master bedroom was like under an inch of water. Uh, we had, uh, what do you call it? What's that wood floor? The um, subfloor? Yeah, yeah. It's not LP. Oh, you're it's talking a, about the actual flooring. That's LVT. Uh, it's not LVT. The laminated. It's the, um, the wood. Oh, the so the, okay, so this is a fun little, this, this, uh, this, the difference between these two is LVT, LVP. So you've got a laminated vinyl uh, plank. Versus a laminated vinyl, uh, you know, uh, tile is another word. Yeah, for I it. think it was well the engineered hardwood. Yeah, you know, engineered hardwood. So that, together, which which I was trying to make the distinction was planking is the terminology used. So it's got a uh, wood substrate. Yeah. Versus a vinyl substrate in the floor, which I could sit and talk about for days since I'm a general contractor. I don't like products with wood in the membrane. Yeah. I, it's 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 not good because when it gets wet. There's no coming back from it. It's no. going to heave and snap. And As soon as I got there, I could already see that the flooring was starting to buckle. In this case, though, we are actually very thankful that the wood floor was there because it absorbed a ton of water. <laughs> <laughs> so, But what and, if it had been carpet? Uh, it also would have absorbed Might a ton of water, though. but the wood absorbed a lot. If it was, if it was uh, LPV or LVT, it would have... All that water would have made its way into the units below. We probably would have had water down on the first floor. Although one could argue that if it was a, a more waterproof product, where because LVT, when it clicks together, does create quite a, a seal. Um, now, I'm not going to ever use waterproof as a word. The flooring manufacturers put on the packaging, waterproof. It, Folks, that, that, that should actually legally be required to say water resistant. Now, if you put a drop or two of water on a plank piece of flooring, and it's, it doesn't seep through. Yeah, it's technically waterproof, the piece of flooring. But where they come together is never waterproof. No. But some of the LVT floors, when they click together, it's really tight. And if you had a bunch of water spill on it, not only will it not heave if it's got a vinyl substrate, it, it could just set there. And, but if it makes it to the edges, there's nothing you can do and, about And it. you've seen those <laughs> flooring, so they're uneven. So right, everything's right, making right. it to the edges. And, and, a condo uh, in Florida that's not sitting even. That's weird. Yeah, I know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Too soon. Was not a joke about anything that just happened in the current events. That was a yeah, comment old, about condos being uneven Yeah, at all. just, yep. <laughs> condos are uneven. We, we put up that vinyl to that wall one time, remember, and the whole wall just bent right. and didn't come straight to it. But, uh... Anyways, I get there and I'm immediately told I need to contact ServPro or another water remediation company. I know that the words ServPro and inexpensive don't go together. So when I give them a call, they say it's 300 bucks to come out. Um, they come out. Or more. That's, yeah, that's or the more. starting fee. Yeah, that's just to get them out there. Um, they come out. Uh, they start going through the units. There's water everywhere. Um, but 
Ryan did tell me, don't ever let ServPro uh, touch your unit in any capacity. Don't let them knock anything out. You get. What, what, let me clarify that. Don't let them do the demo work if you can help it. Yeah. Letting them take out flooring, let them take out carpet, whatever. But if it gets into the walls and it gets into the ceilings and there's drywall work and there's two buys that need to go, their demo crews, my goodness. And it's not just ServPro. I'm not picking on that company. I'm talking about all water remediation companies. When they send a guy in and they're like, Take out everything that's racked. I mean, they just go absolutely nuts and jagged cuts and it's all over. It's just really difficult for the general contractor to come behind and do a clean job of replacing the parts that were were wet. That's all I was saying. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Well, I was worried they wanted to tear off this this base shoe and um, the baseboard. And the problem with our baseboard is it's it's customed. Uh, to the unit and it's it's glued and nailed in so when you go to take it off it just comes off in pieces there's there's no going back when you go to take that off and, and they wanted to take it off to dry it out and i'm like no 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 don't don't touch it um and they're like oh we're gonna touch it and i'm like yo you're not gonna touch it get out of the unit so millwork I, is a lot more expensive than people think oh yeah yeah i'm like it's just gonna you know i didn't want to deal with it so i said no i took all the base shoe off um so that the air could get underneath of it they put commercial dehumidifiers and tons of uh, air movers inside these units 10 15 air movers two commercial dehumidifiers we went to the unit below there was water damage in her ceiling Uh, there was water damage in the unit even below that so we're going from Mm. the sixth floor where it's happened the fifth floor has got massive water damage fourth floor has got some water damage uh, and that's where it ended but again i'm saying if it wasn't engineered hardwood in that scenario because uh, and I'll tell you why in a second. It, it stopped a lot of water. So I realized that ServPro wanted to charge four dollars a square foot to pull up, to pull that flooring up. That's what that's what he told me. He said it would be somewhere between three dollars and fifty cents and four dollars a square foot to pull it up. By the way, that's uh, more than I pay to have it installed. Yeah. <laughs> so very weird. <laughs> when he told me that, I called Ryan, and that's when Ryan and I had a conversation about it. And he goes, "You pull it up." So uh, I was in a dress clothes, but that's what I did. I emptied out the room. I pulled up all the flooring because the the surf pro guys were waiting on. They they realized they came very shorthanded to a. Uh, a place where they needed a lot of air movers and a lot of dehumidifiers so they waited for a couple hours and in that couple hours i went crazy i i grabbed a a hammer out of my bag and just peeled up some uh peeled up the lv or the engineered hardwood from the floor and i just started pulling it up piece by piece by piece putting it into a cart and taking it down to the trash Uh, it took me a couple hours two two and a half three hours and um, first i started pulling the base shoe got that all off and then pulled up the engineered hardwood Uh, But it took me a few hours, and by the time I was done, uh, sure enough, there was this massive puddle of water on the concrete. Um, All pretty much, there was water. I would say the bedroom in there is 700 square feet or so, 600 square feet from the closets. Uh, You know what that bedroom looks Mm -hmm. like. Uh, You've seen the reverse. So there's there's the bathroom is in the furthest point in the unit, and then there's this area where then there's a toilet area, uh, the stools in a whole other room. Then you got this very sizable walk-in closet kind of layered in and then you're in this large room that's rectangular yeah, there's shape. three closets there there's the yeah. linens closet and then two walk-in owner's right. closets and then you have this massive room so you're looking at like 700 square feet of ruined engineered hardwood and that water started in the bathroom and was all the way out to where the master bedroom the master bed ends is where they detected water with their water moisture meter um so they took pictures of that. They took pictures of everything, which really helped on the insurance side of things. And and for this episode, I'm probably just going to cover, uh, you know, the whole kind of what happened, what took place. And then the next episode, we'll get into uh, the insurance side of things because I don't want the episode to go too long. Um, but we will we'll get into 
you know, the insurance side of things. Anyways, I pulled up all the all the flooring. I, I disposed of it. Uh, ServPro went down into the units below. They took readings. Uh, her carpet was ruined. Uh, her her ceilings were ruined. She had drywall, you know, bubbling out in multiple places in her bathroom. I mean, some serious water damage and. And uh, the, the the hardware that I had removed was just completely soaked, just absolutely soaked. Dripping water. everywhere when you just, picked it up. Correct. I mean, beaded under the bottom. Uh, the water had beaded uh, under the bottom onto the concrete and onto or onto the soundproofing material, mm. uh, which later on the condo association made me throw that away, even though it is soundproof. Soundproofing material is waterproof. You cannot have water inside of it. Right. So they wouldn't let me reuse it. So I had to throw that away too. Um, I mean, it was just a disaster. And, and I, so what happens with these guests is when I came in, I said, look, guys, that whole floor has got to be torn out uh, and you guys got to go. I, you know, so your their resident, stay was ended. Their stay was ended. They didn't so get any note, money back. So to uh, new hosts, existing hosts, when you run into a situation like this, if it's, if it's epidemic like that, like it's, it's a big deal, um, just end the reservation. You got to get them out. It's their problem they created. They have to find somewhere else to stay. And they were they were told she understood it. I mean, she well, was really to. upset with her. What's friend. she gonna say? Yeah, she was oh, really we just upset. Caused with her. Uh, thousands of dollars of damage, but we want to stay here tomorrow night. And the, yeah, the worst part about <laughs> it is though, is she, they didn't realize how much damage they'd caused. And I said, I just want you guys to know that this serve pro invoice is going to be probably more expensive than the flooring demo and repair. Mm-hmm. Um, to have serve pro out there. Uh, was thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. And uh, the flooring install and demo was also thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. So uh, they left. Uh, they were out in an hour. They packed up all their stuff. They left the place kind of a wreck because obviously they'd, they'd been a little partying um, and, and they didn't have time to clean up prior to my arrival. Uh, but they kind of they got their stuff together in an hour and they went and stayed in a hotel. But, you know, I, I kind of felt bad for her. She had really good reviews on Airbnb and, you know, but she's the one that bought the, brought the friend that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, decided to do something really and this, stupid. And this, we could launch into a little bit of a dissertation here about um, unregistered guests and breaking of rules because theoretically that she broke the rules by having that guest, correct? I mean, theoretically, yeah. right? He was not registered with you. You had no idea who he was. So now you could have ended up in a little bit of an insurance and liability limbo or argument for that matter about, well, that's not the guest. That's a guest of the guest who's covering this, right? Well, well hopefully that didn't go that route. I don't think it did, but I'm making that up as a, there could be an argument somewhere about that. I know that she had discussed with him like, hey, you're responsible for the damage in here and you're going to have to pay for it. And uh, I actually got them out because we're on the sixth floor. There's a really big balcony. Um, and honest to God, Ryan, this kid looked suicidal that morning. Jeez. And that's not a, it's not something to laugh about. I wanted him Jesus. out of the unit as soon as I could possibly get him because I was worried that he was legitimately going to do something that morning because of the situation he put himself in. It took a morbid turn. I, 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 I imagine that there's a pit in someone's stomach when they see something like this happen. But at the end of the day, folks, um, the insurance company is going to make you as whole as possible. Um, and then what they do with it at that point is another conversation because there is there is a whole department in every insurance company where they, they do find responsible parties for things that they pay for, and then they go get reimbursed. Well, well. what I learned during this process, and, and again, we'll get into the insurance stuff, but the host guarantee is not an insurance policy. Please right. understand that the host guarantee is not an insurance policy. Uh, Airbnb does not have to cover you. It's not like host protection insurance where they do have a That's self-insurance. Let's That's, be clear about that. That's Airbnb saying... We are putting up a million dollars in the event of something. On our terms, we're putting up that million Correct. dollars. It's not 
host protection insurance like we talked about in one of our last episodes. It's different. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, that is the part one of this story. Part two is coming. Uh, we will have that uh, uploaded immediately after this one. So it'll be in sequence. So look for the next episode. In the meantime, be the best host you can be. Get that money. Get that money. Thanks for listening to the Vacation Rental Insiders podcast. Please remember to rate us so other smart people just like you can find us. And hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Until next time, be the best host you can be.